Welcome, everybody, Yankee Chronicles podcast. I'm Bobby. I am here with Chris, Sarah, and Mother Superior. And, <laughs> <laughs> and before we get started, I just want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can find unique experience in fantasy sports. Check out docadamsbaseball.org where you can learn about the father of baseball and listen to us daily, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. on radioplaylive.com. So, Chris, take it yeah. away. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. Um, how are we doing today? Good. Great. Doing Excellent. great. Good Excellent. weather to watch a game on the radio. Yeah. I know. Yes. Watch the game on the radio. <laughs> Fortunately, I saw where it's going to be on what? WFAN? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so yeah. Definitely tuning that in at, at yeah. 105. That sucks, though. Yeah, it does. We, um, we've we got Garcia on the mound today. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are you feeling about that, guys? Honestly, I think, he'll do, I think he'll do well. I'm not too worried about him. Um, I've seen his last outings. He's been pretty consistent. I think he only buckles when you have bases loaded, obviously. But other than that, I think he's okay. Yeah, I have to agree 100%. Um, Garcia, his numbers so far in the season are all, you know, they're all respectable. He got, um, you know, tagged by the home run, by the long ball. So um, he just stay away from that and uh, he'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as the lineup, what's your opinion on the lineup? Yeah, it's an interesting lineup today. Yes, Anyone it is. Anyone want to take the <laughs> <laughs> well, reins? got into it a little bit this morning. <laughs> we did with the lineup because she's a Mike Talkman defender. And <laughs> I don't mind that. That's fine because I do the same thing with Judge. But the lineup is, it's interesting. I'm not going to lie. Let's play safe and say it's interesting. Yeah. You well, know, Oh, sorry. Go okay. ahead. Sorry, Chris. I think it depends on on how we look at the lineup during spring training versus in season. Yes. You know, and, and Sarah and I were talking about that a little bit, too. You know, to me, you know, this is audition time. And, you know, I don't know what Bo what was in Booney's head, but, you know, if he's doubtful about talking to him, maybe he wants to put a little pressure on him, you know, because he's always been our fifth, sixth, seventh you know, batter mm -hmm. for the most mm -hmm. part, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, if he's in a quandary, you know, with his 40 man, let's put some screws to him and, and see what he does. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think in the in season, I would have been right there with you, Tara, with the, you know, WTF on that. Yes, yes, definitely. I yeah. can understand like with the, the roster switches, Booney's always going to do a roster switch, no matter what, I've seen him do it. And I was watching the game yesterday and I'm like, wait a minute. They don't tell you in mid inning that they're going to change this person at second and put this person in. So right. he could do whatever he wants with the roster. But when these minor league guys are being put in, in the fifth or sixth inning, they're impressing me more than the rest of the lineup. <laughs> they're the they're unbelievable. They are hungry, hungry. They are. And I'm yeah. like, it's crazy because they battle these at bats. Like it's their last at bat. And they don't know when the they're going to play again. It might be in that uniform. 
Yeah, that's the thing. So I'm like, I would do the same thing too. And I would try and, you know, switch everybody around. But I think, honestly, at the end of the day, Kluber did really well yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, A couple of the other pitchers did too. Chad Green, other than him bombing twice or a couple of times. But that's usually him when I feel like when he has runners in scoring position, he has this look on his face like he wants to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that and I'm like okay Chad you need to get yourself together we cannot be crying on the mound yeah. <laughs> Stop crying I in really baseball. don't want to be biting my that- nails at the bottom bottom of the ninth you know yes yes that's yeah. no that's what Chapman does to me there that one game and you know what it is the 2019 um ALCS I was blessing to the mercy of Jesus <laughs> over Chapman because I was like oh god he's gonna screw this up he's gonna ruin this because I could see the look on everybody's face and those Astros fans were really killing it for me I was like I can't because I don't I I mean what is everybody else's opinion I'm sure it was the same thing yeah well I I was noticing and I heard um Cone David Cone talking yesterday that Chapman's uh featuring a new pitch Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 apparently he's got he's uh, this, this kick-ass splitter going um, yeah. that uh, Coney was remarking on. What did you think of that, you guys? I, I think he and Herman both threw some pretty nasty pitches. And I think, yes. the, yeah. I think the splitter in particular, I mean, the velocity he got off of that I think really stood out. Yes. Um, but can he do it consistently? You know, and in right. pressure situations. Yes. Because well, we don't want to. Like, that's almost like with Tanaka. He had a very good splitter. And, you know, he also had the sinker. And I think that they saw how effective it was, you know, as, as you're going deeper into an uh, deeper into an at-bat as a good strikeout pitch because it's very, the movement's very deceptive. Yes. I think Chapman saw that, and as his arm is getting older, this is something that, you know, in case he doesn't want to just be a two-pitch pitcher, so now we'll have his fastball, the slider, and now he added the splitter. Right. Mm-hmm. My, my concern there, Bobby, is that because he's his arm is getting older, you know, he's got to be careful, too, you know. Yes. So adding so much on, I mean, let's stop at the splitter. Let me just say it that way. Yeah. You know, and, and he seems to really be, you know, throwing harder and that, you know, maybe game came easier to him before. So I just worry a little bit because we want him to stick around this time. Yeah, I, I agree with Lynn. Um, honestly, with Chapman on the mound, it's the fact that he throws a couple pitches and he's fine. But when you get like he walks two batters. You get bases loaded and you have one person who you know is going to hit the ball farther than wherever. Like, say, for instance, when they do play the Astros, you have Correa at third, you have Altuve at second, and at first you had Springer. Then you have Brantley come up. You know he's going to hit. Yeah. And he's experimenting. This is not spring training. This is the ALCS. You need pitches that you know is going to get Brantley out in the first place. Yeah. yeah. What I notice is he's just throwing the ball with no control. And then Sanchez is behind the plate 
Sanchez is trying to figure out what you're throwing. You need to be on the same page with your pitcher, dude. You need to know, listen, he's going to throw this. I need to be putting my glove here instead of having it here. What Sanchez needs to do is read Chapman better because I've noticed he has been 2019. I noticed it a lot. He'll have his glove here. Chapman's throwing here. I'm like, what is going on? There's no communication. But with Cole on the mound, let's say in an ALCS position, he'll have Gary on clock real quick. Oh, yeah. Right. I've noticed that. He'll have him like, listen, I'm going to throw here. So your glove needs to be here. And I think Cole just gives off that demeanor on the mound saying, I'm going to throw this. If you're not following, we need to stop this game right now. And we need to be on the same page. I feel like every pitcher is not going to be like that, but I hope they are in the near future, because if we're up to par with every pitcher, we should be fine coming postseason. Right. So let's talk about the pirates for a minute. Um, Okay. That guy in that Brook was a broker, Roker, um, the guy in the right field, the, the right fielder yesterday. Yes. All, oh, the catch on judge. Yes. Jam today, but um, pretty, pretty nasty on the run, too. Yeah. Yes. A speed and um, he uh, got a good swing. So, you know, I know we don't face them until we have to. <laughs> yes. Um, in season, but. I don't know. He he. No, that that was out. an impressive play for a young player. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Very. Because Judge hits the ball ridiculously, how many miles per hour? And I'm like, if I was in his position at his age, which I know I have been, because when I played baseball with the older guys, it was like, it blew my mind because I'm, I was nervous and right field is usually my position. So I don't get as nervous as much in right field as you would do in the infield. But can you imagine if he was at shortstop or second where you have a lot of ground to cover and you have that ball coming right at you, I would have cried. <laughs> I would have fallen to the dirt, frankly. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, he recovered as if it was a softball, as if it was like the lightest, hit ball and yes. that was impressive too because you know he was in pain i mean yes he had to have been and there, it was a seamless recover like seamless recovery with the ball seamless return so i think he's someone to watch can yeah. i mention while we're on amazing plays the hicks bunt yesterday oh. yes. yes let's talk yeah. about it hicks bunting against the shift Yes. On base. That was something else to see. That was. And from Aaron Hicks. Yeah. I am impressed. Yeah. Impressed. Yeah. He, that was an excellent bunt. Um, it was. Two for and, three yesterday. He was and that third baseman better be on, on bloopers at some point because he just him, him just standing there watching the ball roll. I don't <laughs> even know what the point was. I don't even understand that. Well, Nine and a half times out of ten, when the ball is rolling on the dirt like that, it usually will will veer foul. Yes. So that's what they were expecting, and then when it hit the bag, you saw that they just kind of laughed at each other. Yeah. You know? Yes. And yeah. what made it, you know, and when I'm sure on their end, what made it a little more comical that it is only spring training. Yeah. You know, if it was a you know a playoff game, they wouldn't be laughing. 
no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there'll be more eyes watching you, obviously, because I think they're starting to add more fans on as the time goes. So they're just experimenting to see how this COVID thing's going to work with the fans. But I think it's been working okay so far. We need crowd noise because how are you going to be in a championship game series and there's audible crowd? That bothers me so much. Yeah. Yep. Makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. With, with, with spring training so far, what's been uh, what's been impressive for you girls the most? Hmm. Is, there a, is there a player that you had you, that you really didn't see? I'll go the way they are, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll speak. I, I've been impressed with uh, Lucas Lutke. Yeah. Is that his name? The, Lick, uh, Lick, I think it's Licky is how it's... Uh, I yes. can't pronounce it either. I, I haven't got <laughs> clue, but um, I think I'll know it by the end of the season because his. I think he, this is a kid who may make the team. Although he's not a kid, he's 33. He's been yes. around. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's a lefty. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. had a, a very nice spring. So he's someone to watch. Yeah, and no one impressed. Actually, no doubt, we need we need the left arm. Yes, we do. Go yeah, just to, at least to hold the spot until Britain returns. Exactly. Yeah, but it, he has what three years to retirement? Four years to retirement. <laughs> but I let's would, take yeah. them while we can get him. Um, yeah, I think. Um, you know, I, I know that this has been over time, but I'm I'm really proud of Frazier. Because um, I, I was the first, you know, last season, season before to blast him out, you know, on Twitter. Um, I But, you know, he, he got down to business and turned it all around. And like, I'm fully confident about him, both mm-hmm. on the bag and on, at the plate. Um, yeah, yeah, it's almost like something so, clicked with him mentally and he just grew mm-hmm. up overnight. And mm-hmm. all, all you know, social media antics all came to an end. He just really yeah. focused on his work. And I actually yeah. I think that's rubbing off on I think that rubbed off on Sanchez. Because you see, he's got a very different focus this year than he has in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Frazier, oh. let's let's ask the question again whether or not Gardy in left field. Um, is taking at bats away. Not only that, they had Guardian right field the other day. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to rotate Guardy around, um, you know, or whatever, you, Frazier needs to get the majority of the at bats. That's my point. Yeah, he does. I agree, um, Chris. I do. Honestly, with me, I feel like we do need a third catcher because Chirinos is not in anymore unless he recovers drastically. Right. Which is going to happen. Which is not going to happen because he's obviously a little bit older in the books and him coming back as quick as he can is going to be a little impossible. Robert Brantley, for me, he's been unbelievable because I... Someone had sent me a video. I don't know how they got this video of him in the minors. And he's got a swing like Mattingly. He's got that Mattingly swing that you're going to want him up at bat when bases are loaded. I know that for a fact. You're going to want him up there when bases are loaded, especially in a 
game where you need to win. I would put him up even to pinch hit for somebody. Yeah. Like say if Higashioka is on the bench and Sanchez is struggling, you're going to want to put him in there in that position. And you're going to say, he's going to get me in going back to Talkman. He's done that in 2019 where Guardy's on the bench, half the bench. They don't even know how to, they don't even know where they're going to hit. You have Talkman coming in. He could bring somebody home just by walking. Even a walk helps. I feel like yep. this team is not shooting for the moon anymore. They notice we need to play small ball in order to get runners in scoring position. Quit shooting for the moon and having three run homers every game when it's impossible. Right. Like well, I think I, you're seeing that with Torres. Um, yes. His at-bats, he's hitting more for contact and trying yes. not to pit, hit for power. Yes. Um, and I think that's key for him to go, go back to what was working for him that got him to this point. Right. Yes. You know, he had that for that one year. They kept, you know, and it was mostly in against the Orioles. You know, their pitches just kept putting it right over the plate for him. And I think mm-hmm. it got in his head that he could do that every at-bat. Every at-bat. You know, right. and that's not reality. So you see mm-hmm. Torres kind of scale back and go back to what, you know, what worked for him when he came, when he was first brought up. Yes. Sure, he has some power, no doubt about that. But you don't expect um, you're not expecting Torres to hit 50 home runs for the team or or to carry the load, the home run load. I mean yes. Stanton and Judge and Boyd, right. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But Even we, Frazier. Yeah. But we, yeah. But, you know, one thing I'll say about Torres, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sarah, but before we get off him, um, he's another one that I think grew up a lot in the offseason. You know, I just see a a different drive from him. And to me, he's improved tremendously um, on the field, which was, you know, a hard adjustment for him. But I think he's looking pretty good um, defensively, too. So... I agree. Again. Yeah. Did you hear that um, Andujar is out with a wrist injury? I, I didn't know if anyone else had seen that. Um, no. He's going to be, um, he's got a sore wrist. Oh. I forget who reported it, but um, yeah, he's he noticed it in the Winter League during the Dominican Winter League uh, games he played. And it started hurting again now. So I don't know if this is a lingering injury, you know, or something that's just popped back up for him. But I mean, not, what do you think about Andujar? I mean, is. Uh, um, honestly, <laughs> you yeah. can't really, I wish he went back to how he used to be because uh, honestly, ugh, I can't even, uh, it stinks because he used to be so good. And then ever since that, I don't know if it was that elbow injury or that Tommy John he had yeah, or whatever, it, whatever injury he had, it just it gave him a weird mindset for some reason where it's like, he'll come up to bat, he'll hit. Then the next step bat, he strikes out and then he'll just strike out for a whole week. Yeah. Uh, he gets and it his- drives me nuts. And I'm like, okay. I'm not supposed to be pressuring you, but the pressure's it, it, on. The pressure's yeah. on. I mean, when is it not on? And exactly. you know, he's he's looking like DH to me. Yes. You know, more than on you know the, the, on the field and 
consistently. Yeah. So you think he's he's somebody who will uh, retire a Yankee? Uh, how old is he? I don't know. 20, uh, 25 maybe or uh, I don't okay. know. But he's, he's got to be a little older than Glaber maybe. It, it's it's early um, on him for me. You know, I I see you know Glaber um, you know being a career Yankee. Yes. Um, yes. That's just in my gut. Um, they Honestly, I do agree with you, Lynn. Um, I do see Glaber staying a Yankee, honestly. And if he doesn't, I will kick and scream until he <laughs> does. Because we need him as starting shortstop, even if half the world hates when he makes a mistake. Yeah. But honestly speaking, um, he needs somebody that can back him up. Let's just say he needs an off day. You cannot put in when let's say we're out of spring training and you need a backup, you need a backup yeah. shortstop. You need somebody that's going to at least not trump him in the shortstop position, but somebody who is just as elite as he is. I don't know anybody who can do that right now. Right. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm just like, that. you You need to think about the situation because what if you give yeah. Torres an off day? Torres can't go at it like Didi can. He's made to right. be at second base. Like you just get rid of Didi and you put Torres there and it that still drives me nuts. But yeah. personally with Didi is the fact that he has this father-son relationship with Girardi now. I don't think he's going to leave. Don't the bring him up. I'll cry on my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I miss him so much. I miss I'm him so too. <laughs> So why isn't anyone talking about Urshela? I don't mean just us, but what's the buzz on Urshela? We had talked on a previous episode with the guys about how Urshela is just really underrated. Yes. Every game he plays, he he does something to be on a highlight reel. Yet he's kind of of looked at outside of, of... the Yankee fan base, he's not thought highly of as a defensive ca- uh, third baseman. It stinks. I hate it. You know, it's you uh, a lot of the advanced off. metrics has him near the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I don't I like the whole package. He is. Yep. He, he is. And and he started with us, right? No, he, he can't. He was originally from. He came up through Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, he, he played oh, with okay. Lindor in Cleveland. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think there was a conversation that came up about him. I forgot what it was. Um, Because he's always up for a gold glove every single year and he gets beat out by these damn White Sox all the time. It's like there's a bunch of White Sox players and then there's Gio. And I'm like, why is Gio always last? <laughs> it bothers me so much because when I get updates of him being like a, a caliber third baseman, it's like we we can only say so little. But every you need to be as good as Chris Bryant is at third base, mind you. Chris Bryant last year to bring up the Cubs, he was out half the season with these injuries, right? And he didn't. He hates the media in Chicago. 
I saw an interview with him and they were talking about third basements. And he says, I don't like the attention on me. It bothers me because that's when everyone wants to negatively feed off on you saying, oh, Chris Bryant's been out half the season, but Gio, he has a bone spur and he's been out for three weeks. But right. it's like, who's your backup third baseman if Andujar is not there? Who's right. going to play third just as good as Gio? I don't know anybody who can do that. LeMayu. LeMayu. Yeah. yeah. DJ. DJ. Yeah. yeah. And I just don't like seeing DJ getting moved around. I mean, I never thought the idea of DJ as a utility man was a good idea. Dear, he shouldn't be at utility. Agreed. I don't like that. I mean, he doesn't get bothered by it, honestly, but you could just see on his face, like, okay, I'm made to be here. But it's like, I I don't know. DJ... DJ's his own some something and somebody like he's just in a yes. corner. Nobody bothers with him, and I don't know what it is. I think he's that's the chameleon. reason why it, he is. He blends in so perfectly with everybody. And I say this. I said this yeah. yesterday on my Instagram. I compared him to Corey Seager because it's true. He's exactly like him. Just two different divisions and yeah. two different teams. It's they wake up in the morning. I think DJ's the chameleon forever. Yes, you heard he is. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Yeah, um, but DJ's also the kind. DJ's also the kind of player that will will take it for the team, though, in a in an emergency mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're right. He does not. He's not our utility guy. No, no, he's too elite for that. Where he is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I just wanted to mention, um, in, as um, back to our preview of today's game, that both Dietrich uh-huh. and Bruce are in the lineup. <clears throat> and yes. what are you thinking about them this spring? I think they Bruce is going to have, he's got a leg up on Dietrich for uh, the uh, eventual, just because yeah, of his versatility between, you know, being able to play first base and the outfield. Yep. Um, Sarah, your thought? Um, honestly, with with the both of them can hit. I am not gonna lie. The both of them are gonna hit short porch, yeah. even if they try, they can hit. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I saw Dietrich's highlights with the Reds, and I was impressed mm-hmm. <laughs> by all means. But um. <sighs> I'm trying to think of like a word to describe him. I expected him to be very hot-headed when he first came up. Like I expect him to be like one of those, oh, I could do better than everybody else. When he had the interview with Meredith Morakovitz, I was like, that's his voice. I was so <laughs> impressed. I couldn't believe it because when he was with the Marlins, um, I saw some highlights on him. I was like, oh, he looks like him and Christian Yelich were right in the corner. I think Stanton was pretty much getting the public eye when he was there. But when Stanton came up here, it's like Judge took his role (laughs) and everyone else just follows. But I could see both of them having a really good season if Booney decides to bring whoever up. But I hope it's Dietrich because if it is, those homers, when he gets nasty, he will get nasty. 
And I love it. And if those runners are always in scoring position when he's up, I guarantee you postseason, he knows what he needs to do. Oh, yeah. No, I think we got, you know, I've been saying this, you know, for a few weeks, you know, regardless of what the roster is going to look like, this is a very dangerous team. Yes. You know, uh, you see, you're starting to see the defense is starting to come together. Mm-hmm. The the lineups have uh, there's no weaknesses in the lineup, but it flows. You know, the yeah. the pow, you know the the power bats are blending in the lineup with the the strategy bats. Mm-hmm. You know, we, they're going to hit to the gap and get you know be able to stretch a single to a double. And mm-hmm. you see in the pitching, the starting pitching is looking like they're they're legit. You know, mm-hmm. Tyone and, and Kluber mm-hmm. are, it's like they haven't missed a beat with their time off for injuries. Yeah. yeah. And, the bullpen, and the bullpen depth, is, I think, is as strong as it's ever been. So yeah. it's going to be a very fun uh, 2021 season for the, for the fans. Yeah. And the way it's looking right now, it, it's Dream Team 2.0. You know, I I would love for this to be another 96 through 2000 stretch. Yes. Let's just do it because, you know, I think there's a lot of parallels here. Yeah. Um, in terms of where the elites are on the field and at bat so far. So let's do it. Let's let's see who the new core four are. And, um, you know, yeah, I think Dream Team 2.0 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Finally. Yeah, finally, because <laughs> after every single year, it's like, OK, um, I think it was like postseason last year. I was like, OK, we don't have elite pitching. We, we don't have any. <laughs> we didn't have any of that. So I'm nope. like, when you when we played the Rays, especially if we play the Rays, they 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 still have Tyler Glass now when they have all these young and pitchers coming in. They're good. I'm not going to lie. Like they know how to, they know how to hit the or They at least know how to throw for that matter. Right. But when it comes up to playing like the Braves or let's say a team with a really good lineup, you need that elite pitching. Oh, and yeah. with Tyone, I am completely impressed because two, didn't he have cancer at one point? Yeah. Unbelievable. I can't yeah. like, I'm like, I looked at his bio on Google and I'm like, you have two Tommy John surgeries, you had something else going on, and then you had cancer. Honestly, he could level up to Mancini with his with his path of right. of uh, greatness because I mean, I honestly expect a lot out of Tyone this season and and Kluber itself, but I feel like Kluber like is your third guy. Nobody really talks about him as much as people should. But I feel like with Cole and Tyone on the mound, especially going one-two and having everyone else follow, if you have Tyone come off on a good start and then you have Cole come off on a better, you can't imagine the rest of the of the bullpen. Right. Because yeah. they they help everybody, honestly speaking. They kind of uplift that bullpen in a sense where someone hits a home run and then the next at bat or the next he even boosts the defense honestly because they're there the Yankees defense has gotten a lot better and they have missed less balls than the past couple seasons 
And I'm honestly impressed um, because Judge is not diving for the balls that much anymore like he used to. He's not hitting the wall as much. And I, I expect a lot more out of Hicks this season. He's honestly impressed me. And the fact that he knows how to butt now is yeah. still more impressive because I honestly, I want to see what happens during this season. I'm actually impressed. <laughs> I hope a lot of other teams didn't see that because, you know, the surprise factor is going to go away. <laughs> it, it, Yankees are, are underrated in many um uh, because it's like who they can't really compete with anybody in the AL East right now. Honestly speaking, like who do they have in competition with besides the Rays and maybe maybe the, the Braves, the White Sox? Yeah, right. Well, they they had a very underrated uh, off season. Yes, know, but um, the starting so- rotation, I I just think it's going to be so hot this season. Yes. I mean, everyone says question mark here, question mark there. I mean, including Severino, but yes. I think that I think the pitching is going to be a pleasant surprise. Yes, yes, because yes. honestly, Cole always has his A game all the time. Like he's yes. just out there, just shooting for the bullet every time. And exactly. I'm like, okay, okay, you need somebody to back him up because you yeah. have. And come postseason, when you start play, when all these teams start to get eliminated, and the Yankees are still there, everyone's gonna be like, "The Yankees are here. They won the championship series." Well, wow, where did that come from? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's basically yeah. the pitching. It's the pitching that's going to help you. Yep. Yep. And Cole package for sure. Did you see his interview? Yeah. His Cole's his interview. yeah Cole's interview. His yeah. interviewing skills are unbelievable. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> is he going to be a manager? Is he going to be in the yes. booth uh, someday? Um, is he going to be captain while he's here? Oh, um, I pray he is. He is. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a while before we have a captain assigned to the team. Right. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I'm thinking, hmm, <laughs> he's got the temperament. Yeah. He does. He does have the temperament, honestly. Um, he just needs I'll, to win. He needs to win a World Series. Yes. With the Yankees, and then he can be in consideration someday for captain. Yes. Right. Yes. And yes. I pray right. he is. Lead us. <laughs> yes. That's let's get him that ring. Us. We tried for Donnie. Let's let's get it happen for Cole. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Ladies, thanks again for coming on today. And on behalf of everybody, YankeeChronicles.com, we hope everybody stays safe, stay smart, and go Yankees. All right, thank you.